ScottSJ, Wellfire.com, Final Days Report, Episode 311. We need to review the elephant in the room of defiling the kids, and you won't believe how rampant this is across the so-called Orthodox chosen people. Folks, we're dealing with black magic, demonic power for many, defiling our kids, and perversion for others. This is too sensitive for most social media handles, so click on the link below and if you're on a podcast service, go to sjwellfire.com to listen to this VCAST and search 311. This is a deep one, my friends. And it will be censored even with free speech platforms in the future, probably by law. So click the link below and or go to sjwellfire.com and search 311 for this VCAST because it's going to be deep. And I highly suggest you don't let your kids review this. I'm going to show some artwork that is beyond demonic in museums. I mean, it is just sick, beyond sick, defiling our kids. It's being normalized, my friends. But the first story I want to cover is this happened in Texas. Seven men gang rape two toddlers in shopping mall restroom and post video online. This is debauchery. This is beyond perversion, my friends. We need to bring the death penalty for acts like this. It reminds me of the millennial reign of Christ. Christ is going to reign with an iron fist. I mean, this is, this is beyond disgusting, my friends. It's a culture of death and perversion. I'm not sure if they found this video on the dark web or what, but supposedly when you read the article, one of the uh, people involved in this gang rape of a toddler worked at the mall. Now let's set this up. I became awake to this sex magic when I listened to from the Prophecy Club, Bill, I think, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name, Schnobelin, Schnobelin, um, former Satanist, witch, warlock, Freemason. I even think he was a priest, pretty high, high powered guy, supposedly, and he came over to Christ. And some of the things that he talked about is Satanists defile kids in gross ways for enlightenment, especially young boys. And he was talking about Freemasons. Uh, Satan's goal is to defile innocence, right? To steal their soul, that God cannot help you. Uh, then he actually goes into how it was very, very scientific in nature, MK Ultra create super spies. Um, he links in LSD and torture. And then ultimately it goes scientific as well into Project Monarch, satanic ritual abuse for hypnotized zombie warriors, hypnotized satanic warriors. Russ Dizdar, who called it the dark awakening, all flows to what we're seeing here, my friends. And again, impervious to God's message, so it's a soul trap once these kids are defiled. Links to Crawley's sex magic, and they're building an army for Armageddon. But ultimately, what I thought was pretty cool, and we'll talk some scripture at the end. This is an end of days news ministry. He has had success, at least when he was presenting here, of message of hope of these victims in the power of Jesus Christ. And I know some psychologists that I've talked about before who told me personally that they have satanic ritual abuse victims and they're dealing with multiple personalities um, just split and traumatized. And the horror I heard with my own ears from a psychologist 
couple of them is beyond sick. So I know for a fact, these people are pretty credible that this stuff goes on. And Christ is the way to get healed, my friends, if you're a victim of some of this nonsense. Because the percentages I'm going to show you from an Orthodox community is over the top, my friends. But to set this up before we get into the Orthodox Jewish community sex and pedophilia, we need to really step back and say Freemasonry as well, where Bill, that I just mentioned earlier, says they defile at the top levels children. But Freemasonry comes from Kabbalah, and Kabbalah is an esoteric method, discipline, and school of thought in Jewish mysticism. So it's witchcraft, my friends. And Albert Pike, within his book, Morals, Morals and Dogma, the Kabbalah is the key of the occult sciences, and the Gnostics were born of the Kabbalists. So they're all intertwined, my friends, this hidden knowledge, if you will. Now, all of this ties into this weird tunnel. I mean, it's just creepy. That's the word you got to actually use is creepy with this tunnel. And they found a soiled mattress and then they found high chairs in this thing. Like who puts high chairs in a tunnel? What is going on, my friends? Let's play this video real quick. If you're not aware of this story, it's a little bit old. A wild riot has just broken out today at a New York synagogue after secret underground tunnels were found in the building. Now, these illegal tunnels were actually discovered last month when neighbors reported suspicious noises coming from underneath their homes. Following the discovery, the synagogue leadership called in structural engineers to assess the damage these tunnels may have had. And then today, when cement mixers and construction crew arrived to fill them up, a group of rebellious Orthodox men tried to stop it. Many of them started ripping away the wooden walls, hiding the entrances to the secret tunnels and then running into them to try and prevent them from being filled. A riot broke out, police were then called, and they ended up arresting 12 of the men. Now, it's not clear what their purpose was, but they were reportedly being dug for an entire month. They had a freaking soiled old mattress for some reason. And eerie footage posted on Crown Heights Instagram showed that through an eerie, dark, dirt-walled space, the tunnel reached all the way to the abandoned woman's mikvah, which is nearby. Beyond sick. High chair, soiled mattress something smells, my friends. We're going to get into pedophilia as well within Jewish Orthodox sex, according to Vice News. But what's going on here? This is what the mainstream news will say. The tunnel in New York at the Orthodox headquarters or synagogue is a controversial and illegal excavation that was discovered under the Chabad Lupovich World Headquarters in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. The Chabad Lupovich is an Orthodox Jewish Hasidic movement that has followers all over the world. The building where the tunnel was found is a historic and revered site for the movement, as it is the home of their late leader, Rabbi Schneerson. The tunnel was reportedly dug by a group of extremist students who wanted to access the basement synagogue and closed due to COVID-19 restrictions. And there's some interesting pushback for that. Daily Mail reported youth expanded the holy site of Schneerson so he can come back as Christ. They allegedly hired migrant workers to help with the digging and use blood-soaked mattresses and baby strollers to conceal the entrance. This is from the mainstream news. Blood-soaked mattresses and baby strollers. I mean, come on. That, that's, that's interesting. The tunnel was exposed when structural engineers were hired to fill it in Sparking a violent clash between the students and police, 12 men were arrested and charged with various crimes, including criminal mischief, mischief and reckless endangerment. 
The incident also triggered a wave of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories on social media, with some users suggesting that the tunnel was used for human trafficking, organ harvesting, or terrorist activities. I mean, the blood-soaked mattress, soiled mattress, and the high chair is nefarious. It's creepy. Why is it there? To block the tunnels? Really? These claims are baseless and harmful and have been denounced by the Anti-Definition League and other Jewish organizations. Sources, BBC, New York Post, Rolling Stone, and NBC. Now, here's where it just looks like there is a pedophilia problem. And I'm not sure if it's Chabad Lupovich that is part of this or other fundamentalist Jewish sects. But let's read. This is from Vice Magazine, a very left-leaning uh, article and granted this was from 2013 vice was a little bit more cutting edge um, probably before they were sold or new management but let's read the child rape assembly line let me read that again the child rape assembly line this rabbi who was 63 with long graying beard recently sat down with me to explain what he described as a child rape assembly line among sects of fundamentalist jews on a visit to Jerusalem in 2005, Rabbi Rosenberg entered into a mikvah in one of the holiest neighborhoods in the city of Meisherim. I opened a door that entered the shivitz. He told me, vapors everywhere. I can barely see. My eyes adjust, and I see an old man my age, long white beard, a holy man, sitting in the vapors. On his lap, facing away from him, is a boy. If you have kids, get him out is a boy, maybe seven years old, and the old man is having anal sex with this boy. Rabbi Rosenberg paused, gathered himself, and went on. This boy was speared on the man like an animal, like a pig, and the boy was saying nothing, but on his face, fear, probably pain. The old man looked at me without any fear, as if it was common practice. He didn't stop. I was so angry I confronted him. He removed the boy from his penis, and I took the boy aside and I told this man, this is a sin before God. It is a Mishko Zucker. Zucker. I'm butchering some of this. What are you doing to this boy's soul? You're destroying this boy. He had a sponge on a stick to clean his back and he hit me across the face with it. How dare you interrupt me, he said. I had heard of these things for a long time but now I had seen. You need to check this article out. The Child Rape Assembly Line by Vice before it's taken down. The article continues to go on. The child sex abuse crisis in ultra-Orthodox Judaism, like that of the Catholic Church, has produced its share of shocking headlines in recent years. In New York and in the prominent Orthodox communities of Israel and London, allegations of child molestation and rape have been rampant. The alleged abusers are school teachers, rabbis, fathers, uncles, figures of male authority. The victims, like those of Catholic priests, are mostly boys, Rabbi Rosenberg believes. Around half of young males in Brooklyn's Hasidic community, let me read that again, Rabbi Rosenberg believes around half of young males in Brooklyn's Hasidic community, the largest in the United States and one of the largest in the world, has been victims of sexual assault perpetuated by their elders. So this is talking about these Jewish men leaders raping boys that are Jewish. Ben Hirsch, director of Survivals for Justice, a Brooklyn organization that advocates for Jewish sex abuse victims, thinks the real number is higher. 
from anecdotal evidence, we're looking at over 50%. It has almost become a rite of passage. And what was crazy with this article, it talks about how some of these Jewish men, these fathers, once they found out their boy and or girl was defiled, they're afraid to actually speak out. And this Jewish man as well has had death threats. Um, I mean, it's just an interesting article, my friends. So check it out. You need to look at the Talmud, right? This is really the writings that's the foundation of the Kabbalah and child rape. And this parlays, foundation report episode 235, Kabbalah sex magic taught in schools and college universities, where they're, they're pushing for this black magic through sexual rituals. It's nothing but witchcraft. So what's going on here, my friends? Well, let's read. The Talmud is very complicated. Not every statement is a law. Sometimes it's a commentary or the opinion of a certain rabbi, sometimes a stipulation, a refutation. However, the quotes below should give you a good idea about the Talmudic reasoning on certain issues. The standard in the Talmud is that girls can be married and are ready for sex, coyotes, at the age of three, and so are captive slave girls, while boys may be sodomized without penalty between the ages of three and nine. How sick is this? Non-Jewish boys only defile the Jew during sex above the age of nine. Mothers who have sex with their eight-year-old sons are not rendered impure from the act, and girls below 11 years old are prohibited from using contraceptive during sex. Captive non-Jewish slave girls may be married to priests earlier than three years old. And the Talmud says the warrior Joshua tested slave girls' virginity by inserting bottles of wine into them, though he was supposed to test them for droopsy instead. This is from stopnoahidelaw.blogspot.com. Pretty demonic stuff, my friends. All right, let's go back to Shavad Lupovich in that tunnel, soiled mattress, high chair within the tunnel. Do they have some evidence of some bad apples, some, some ties there? This is from GreekNewsMand.com. Herschel Peckel, a senior member who designed the Shavad's world-famous menorah, admitted in 1991 to doing, in his own words, things that shouldn't be done to a five-year-old girl. It's the man that built and created that menorah. This is probably a good time to mention the Chavad Lupovich Synagogue is also linked to the Clinton Foundation with two organizations sharing a history of working on so-called projects together, which have been announced on both of their websites over the years. Of course, the fact that Chavad Lupovich headquarters is connected to the Clinton Foundation, which in itself connected to the child stealers, including Laura Silsby, who was charged for trafficking children from Haiti. I think she spent six months in jail. Well, the mainstream media wants you to know that these facts are also nothing more than a series of wild coincidences. Keep in mind that both Epstein and Maxwell are on record claiming that they helped launch the Clinton Foundation. Can you see how the dots are starting to connect? Let's play a video of this as well of the Clinton Foundation linked to Laura Silsby and other child trafficker lawyers. In November of 2009, a woman named Laura Silsby founded a nonprofit, the New Life Children's Refuge, 
which described its mission as attempting to rescue orphaned and abandoned children in Haiti and Dominican Republic. Two months later, on January 29, 2010, Silsby was arrested for attempting to traffic 33 orphaned children out of Haiti without documentation. These are some of the 33 Haitian children an American Baptist group allegedly tried to unlawfully take out of the country on Saturday. Laura Silsby says the group paid no money for the children. The mistake obviously we made is we did not understand that there was additional paperwork required. would later learn through WikiLeaks that Hillary Clinton was sent email updates from Uma Abedin and other associates regarding Silsby's incarceration and developing legal case. This was not the first time Silsby found herself facing child trafficking charges. Silsby had been caught once before by Haitian police attempting to traffic 40 children out of the country. However, in that incident, no charges were brought against her, and she was merely turned back at the border. A week after Silsby was apprehended the second time, on February 7, 2010, Former President Bill Clinton appointed Silsby a lawyer by the name of Jorge Puello. Puello was successful in getting Silsby's charges reduced to six months. Jorge Puello also had a colorful history with human trafficking. He was convicted of operating an international sex trafficking ring involving women and underage girls out of Central America and Haiti. Puello's wife was also arrested on the same charges. In 2011, Silsby was appointed as CFO of the software company Conexus and would later become its vice president of marketing. One of IPAW's functions is to issue Amber Alerts to the public in the event of kidnapping. The Amber Alert system was set up during Bill Clinton's presidency. In 2015, Laura Silsby married Norman Gaylor and took his last name, which is how her name now appears on the Conexus website. How does a woman who was caught multiple times attempting to traffic children internationally get promoted to the executive team of the preeminent kidnapping warning system in the country. Izette Folger, a close friend of Clinton associate James Alephantis, gave a statement in support of Silsby during her trial. Folger is the daughter of Michael Maccabee, who coaches leaders of Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos, or NPH, a large organization that runs orphanages all over the world. Folger's son, Max Maccabee, is on the board of directors of an NPH orphanage called Friends of the Orphans, which is one of the 760 orphanages operating in Haiti and happens to be the exact orphanage from which Silsby was caught trafficking children. Curiously, Max Maccabee gave an emphatic and lengthy statement of support for Comet Pizza during a contentious neighborhood commission meeting back when the Pizzagate controversy exploded. It is also worth noting here that Frank Giustra, owner of the Radcliffe Foundation, is on the board of directors for the Clinton Foundation and is a major donor to the organization. The logo of El Pita Home, a refugee center founded by the Radcliffe Foundation, happens to be almost identical in shape and color to the boy lover symbol that the FBI declassified in 2007. Scandals seem to follow the Clintons. Their ties to pedophilia don't end there. So you see, they are putting this demonic practice, this black magic of defiling children. They're putting it in our face. And oftentimes we're seeing artwork by some of these leaders and even in museums, especially in France. But this is from the Village and Citizen Pizzagate, how 4chan uncovered the sick world of Washington's occult elite. And I mean, look at this artwork of people around 
some dudes raping a toddler and it looks like two victims are already dead. Their blood is on the floor. And of course, a sworn affidavit by an FBI agent included the complaint explains that the word pizza and or cheese pizza is also known slang code word used by individuals to discuss child sex abuse material in public forums without detection. This is from the AP. And my challenge to you is just watch all the pizza references and weird jokes in Hollywood. This is in our face, my friends. Demonic art here. This is again is from the Village and Citizen. Why is Miramem Khan's art depicting child abuse exposed in museums? And why is Macron defending her? Macron from France has an interesting background on his wife, who's just so much older than him. We're dealing with demons, it appears. Like, how can you defend this? This is crazy. This artwork of this, obviously a man with a child doing oral sex in the Um, child has his hands tied up. We were dealing with evil. As you can see, this sickening painting painting graphically depicts a child being raped. This is the painting that the president of France and many other officials vehemently defended. It's bizarre. The only time these people say free speech is to defend pedophilia movies, such as cuties, school, school library books containing pornographic material or art that literally depicts a pedophile raping a child. In other words, well, these people are for censoring of anything that goes against their agendas. They turn to champions of free speech when people push back against their insane obsession for, uh, with normalizing pedophilia. It's evil, my friends. And if you have eyes to see, once you see it, once you see the pizza references with Hollywood, you cannot unsee it. And the jokes aren't even funny, my friends, but it gets deeper. So this satanic practice of defiling your kids, murdering your kids, cannibalism, just the most horrible things you can ever think of goes all the way back to biblical days. But in recent time, Let's take a look at the 1970s, the famous case of the son of Sam murders that happened in New York City. This guy was not alone. This was a satanic, high-powered cult. And this journalist, last name Terry, interviewed the son of Sam that now calls himself the son of hope that found Christ. But when Terry asked about this mysterious van, Berkowitz answers, there was some filming going on. Somebody wanted to film it for somebody else or huh, whatever. Are you stating to me then that they made a snuff film for that van of the shooting of Stacy Moskowitz and Robert Valenti? Maybe that's what you can call it. Was this the cult group itself that was responsible for the Son of Sam murders? Question mark. Or was there something else that went on? Uh, there was another group, a more elite group, hidden into it and woven into it. You know, this is Son of Sam son of hope. And here's where this ties into pedophilia. The interview, Terry continues to talk to Berkowitz, the son of Sam, son of hope now in prison. What other kinds of crimes did they commit? Well, heavy drug trafficking and uh, other things involving children. Involving children? What do you mean? What kind of business were they in? You're telling me that the process was producing child pornography? Is that what you're saying and providing children? Berkowitz nodded nodded right after the producer stopped the interview. Yeah. 
This is coordinated, my friends. It's coordinated at the top of the Freemasons, according to that witness. Kabbalah, these Hasidic Jewish sects, we know as well this is a problem with the Catholic Church and obviously Satanists. But now let's review the Muslim faith. The Muslim faith is rooted in pedophilia. We're dealing with just some sickos. I mean, it's a little known fact that Muhammad married a young girl, six or seven years old at the time, and he consummated it at nine years of age, and he was in his 50s. And this struck me as well. Yemeni child bride eight dies after the wedding night, probably ravaged and had internal bleeding. This is from The Guardian. And of course, the Catholic Church, we've talked a little bit about their problem. I mean, I mean, it's just not natural for a priest to not be married. The Bible says a priest, a pastor, needs to manage his own house with a wife and kids. But let's read a Church Commission report in 2004. It said more than 4,000 U.S. Roman Catholic priests had faced sexual abuse allegations in the last 50 years in cases involving more than 10,000 children, mostly boys. This is from the BBC. It's a problem across so much. And this is really a V-cast that echoes Final Days Report episode 126. I'm going to tell you something. Our house was broken into, mail stolen, especially after this V-cast. So check it out. Final Days Report episode 126. Human CPS trafficking, an end of days sign. And it's not just the left and Satanists. Never forget the right side as well with the Franklin cover-up under Bush Sr. And... Ronald Reagan, I'm not sure if Ronald Reagan knew anything about it, but Bush Sr. was involved in the White House. It's this honey trap system, and it all flows back to Epstein as well. Now, this is an end-of-days news ministry, and I'm going to go back to what the person said on the Prophecy Club of how he was able to heal victims of these atrocities through the blood of Jesus Christ. Just some, some scripture, Matthew 4, 23 Verse 25, King James Version, and Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his frame went throughout all of Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had palsy and healed them. Mark eleven twenty five, and when you stand praying, forgive if ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you for your trespasses. I heard some testimonies of some things that happened to some people that were just terrible, and they received deliverance from demonic spirits that doors were open from some of those different acts and some of the things that they did because they were so traumatized and probably had split personalities. That forgiveness was key for them. Forgiving and doing deliverance as well. And so if something bad has happened to you, really look into deliverance and the blood of Jesus can heal you. He created you. He can heal you. So Scott with sjwellfire.com. Check out our website. Sign up for our VCast. And make sure you have a blessed day. Thank mm-hmm. you.